It's outside the box, trying to be hopeful as we face a potential climate catastrophe. Today's topic is good news, maybe. Despite the worsening news about our climate, or as author Peter Kalmus calls it, our biosphere, there are things we can do to reduce our carbon footprint. Kalmus, for example, has changed many habits to become a low-carbon polluter. In 2010, Kalmus was using a lot of fossil fuels, but made many changes. One large one was to stop flying. Kalmus also began driving a car, fueled mostly by waste vegetable oil, and bicycled or walked for other short trips. Kalmus stopped eating meat, started a garden and fruit orchard, created compost piles, began using humanure, his own poop, to fertilize the garden, kept bees and chickens, practiced uh, freeganism, also known as dumpster diving, repaired a lot of stuff that might otherwise have been thrown away, stopped using certain energy-intensive products like palm oil, got rid of gas appliances and their pilot lights, and took up meditation as a way to relax amid all the climate disasters we've been seeing. Peter Kalmus also went to a mostly cash economy, began using more barter, tried to buy little from retail establishments and then only from local businesses, and refused to pay part of his federal taxes because so much of it went to the military, the largest non-government user of fossil fuels. Kalmus calculated the yearly amount of carbon, CO2, and other gases a person emits based on the following costs. One mile flying in a plane emits eight-tenths of a kilogram of carbon. 0.45 kilograms per mile in a car, 0.14 kilograms in a train, and 0.065 kilograms in a bus. Using one gallon of gasoline emits 11 kilograms of carbon and 13 kilograms of carbon per therm of natural gas. For food, a meat eater produces 3,000 kilograms of carbon per year versus 1,500 kilograms for vegetarians and 1,000 for vegans. Every kilowatt hour of electricity we use emits nine-tenths of a kilo of carbon. Every new thing we buy, like glue or clothing or an auto part, costs half a kilo per dollar spent. What can we do besides individual lifestyle changes? Kalmus suggests a carbon tax, or especially a carbon fee, to make those who emit carbon pay for doing so. Other schemes, like cap and trade, don't work as well, although any effort to reduce carbon emissions might help. We can join groups lobbying or protest in the street, for carbon reductions. Other suggestions. Support community solar projects. Start community gardens. 
take money out of banks that finance fossil fuel extraction, and much more. We need to change our mindsets as well, according to Peter Kalmus. Let go of ideas such as the necessity of growth for our economy. No more nature is there for us to use. Or humans are at the top of the evolutionary ladder. The author points out that technology will not necessarily save us nor should all land be privately owned. On the positive side, there are more important things in our world than profit and convenience. Let's be on this planet for others, not just for ourselves. And let's embrace a low-carbon life with joy, not viewing it as suffering. Of course, individuals are not the only polluters, What each of us does will have more impact if corporations cut their emissions. Our military and those around the world must stop building weapons, using them, and wasting immense amounts of fossil fuels. Utilities need to go to 100% renewable generation, along with total electric transportation systems. Loggers need to stop cutting almost all trees. And, and many more changes. Yeah, it's a long list. And our society could take a huge hit in the name of survival. That's why I called this feature Good News Maybe. What changes in your life have you made as a result of climate disruption? I'm Larry Danzinger, always trying to reduce some aspect of my carbon footprint.